I'm Joe. Yeah, and I'm Adam. Welcome to Drone Adam Media Show. Hello those listening in, I'm Joe. And I'm Adam. Welcome back to the Joe and Adam Media Show. Mm-hmm. So... After last week, we had a lot of uh, a lot of tough conversations. Mm. You know, we talked a lot about uh, climate change and you know all that. But today, we're going to try and aim a bit more back toward the the media sense and a lot more to do with. Well, there is one serious topic which we will mm-hmm. talk about. But mm-hmm. I think probably one of the biggest things is last weekend. Yeah. Uh, part of the boarding house. Um, uh, a friend and I we went to go wa- went to the cinema and we watched the new Marvel Eternals film. Okay. Now I'm gonna. You know, I'm going to explain about what I think about the film and, and stuff like that. So, Eternals, if oh, you know before, anything... Before, 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 sure. any spoiler warnings? There will be some spoiler yeah. warnings, so, okay. So, Adam, do you know anything about Marvel's Eternals? I am, um, no, I'm not very educated on it, perfect. So, things. as a comic book reader, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you that it is not comically accurate, and that infuriates me slightly, but uh-huh. the difference is, is, obviously, the same... So, basically, explain it like this, right? So, Eternal... Obviously, you know they have the base MCU and, mm-hmm. you know, the timeline with Iron Man, Captain America, and, you know, you have mm-hmm. the Thanos mm-hmm. situation. Eternals were there the whole time. So, they've been... They've seen all the events of, you know, the MCU happen, sure. but the reason they don't interfere is basically their their one rule is that they're not allowed to interfere with a developer of a planet. So, obviously, they say, like war is necessary for evolution mm-hmm. of humans. You know, that's the only way they can progress. Mm. Um, I think the film was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. But for those who aren't familiar with the Eternals at all, yeah. for the start of the film, you will be extremely confused. Okay. There, you're in, obviously, you're introduced to many new characters, yeah. a whole new world, and answers, loads of questions with that have no answers. Yeah. So, you know... The film is about 30% flashbacks. Half sure. of it is explaining the lore of the Eternals and stuff like that. But I have to say the ending is brilliant. It mm. couldn't be better. And I, I was saying this because I was on the phone with my dad the other day. I told him, told him I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'll say this now. It's a big spoiler. Sure. Um, Thanos was right the whole time, which is basically, okay. you know how he says, you know, well, I'm going to save everything by, you know, snapping my fingers get decreasing half the population Mm -hmm. of everything so basically how this works right during the creation of everything you know that we'll call it the big bang not just earth everything obviously you know about the infinity stones also created from beings that we had never seen before Mm. in this film you see them they're called celestials sure um they created the infinity stones and they were you know expanded across the multiverse and the universe you know all these big, powerful words. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, these celestials are so powerful, they can create life. Yeah. But just miraculously out of the blue, hey. Essentially, no, they have that power. The thing is with a celestial, though, is over time, they die from using their power. So you need to create more celestials. The problem with this is creating such a powerful being requires a massive sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So 
a celestial is massive and you'll see it in the film they are humongous, humongous. and um so basically what a celestial will do is a celestial will create a planet or planets uh, in hope that intelligent life forms on that planet um obviously the chances of intelligent life are happening are you know a billion to one or whatever mm -hmm. whatever the ratio is so obviously they have to make loads and loads of planets mm -hmm. That didn't work for them. So over time, they created these creatures called the Deviants. They're essentially apex predators mm -hmm. that hunt down every single life form so that new life resets until, sure. until uh, you know, intelligent life becomes. Mm -hmm. Essentially, how a celestial is born is there has to be enough intelligent life on a planet to build up enough cosmic energy for the planet to essentially give birth to... Okay. A massive... They look like massive robots, essentially. And we've seen one before in Guardians... The thing is, Guardians of the Galaxy mentions them a lot of the time. Hmm. So Peter Quill, Peter, he uh, is half celestial. His dad yeah. is one of them. The difference is he's in the form of a human. Mm -hmm. So that's his body. That's the character he takes. And obviously, he created the planet Ego. That's yeah. you know They're really, really powerful. So the Deviants, however, evolved and they became really powerful and they started killing loads of things, mm -hmm. including the intelligent life, which obviously the Celestials didn't like because, yep. you know, they need more of them. So they need this planet to evolve and then they can destroy the planet sure. by making thingy. So they create the Eternals. Basically, every single planet has Eternals, every, every planet. And these Eternals are only there to get rid of the deviants. That's the only reason they're there. They're not allowed to interfere with anything else. Mm -hmm. They're extremely powerful and have, you know, godlike abilities. Some of them can shape matter. Others can run, you know, as fast as light speed. Others mm -hmm. are as strong as, you know, a mountain, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, the whole point is, if you remember, if you've seen Infinity War, I'm assuming. Yeah. So if you remember the conflict which happens on Titan, the planet, which mm -hmm. is where Iron Man and Thanos fight in the first film. So that planet was destroyed by a celestial. So that's why it's all broken and there's yeah. things flying everywhere. So Thanos, right, mentions to Doctor Strange when they're having that confrontation, he says, you know, like, you know, what I predicted came to balance. Yeah. You know, which basically Thanos predicted this would happen. Obviously, we don't know how yet, but he predicted that everyone was going to die. So he said, all right, the only way we can do this is by decreasing the population. Mm. So then the celestial, you can stop what's called the emergence, which is basically the birth of this massive, uh, massive, massive creature, which will basically kill everyone on your planet. Yeah. You know, that's the whole phrase, you know, they called me a madman. They saw it happen. Um, you know, it, it's a, it, it, it was a really good ending because basically I'll say what happens. The emergence happens on earth, right? And they managed to stop it just before. Mm -hmm. by basically putting the the creature to sleep. So now there's this massive like hand in the Pacific Ocean okay. in the Mar Marvel universe. But um so I does think it come it's, out the core of the core of the planet. So basically it's the whole point is you know the develop the development of a planet is basically feeding this creature which is in the middle and then it will right. basically burst out and kill everything. But obviously the whole point is Thanos decreased the population stopping the emergence from happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. So basically, everyone could live fine and happy, etc. All this stuff. Yeah, but when the um, when a new one is born, does, does that happen 
all over the universe. Basically, that, when one, one, time, one is born, say like Earth, that mm. one was born, basically what will happen is that single planet will just go, it's finished. Like you can't mm. live on it, it's uninhabitable. The atmosphere's all over the place. You know, it, it all messes up and everyone dies, basically. Um, so the Eternals, are basically, their mind is wiped every time they do a planet. They've okay. been doing it for billions of years. Sure. And obviously they figure out what happened and they don't want to do it. And it's a whole plot of betrayal and backstabbing. And it's just the plot twist at the end when, you know, you see Thanos was right the whole time. It's actually quite incredible. Um, but overall, oh, in the end credit scene, I'll say this. So... Um, I'm assuming you know who Galactus is, Adam. Yeah. At the ending of uh, the Marvel uh, Marvel Eternals, so obviously you know Marvel has their end credit scenes. Um, toward the end, there is a massive celestial being which basically takes the Eternals off the planet and they disappear. I'm saying it's huge. Like this thing is bigger than the planet. Like you can see its head like popping out the clouds, and mm-hmm. it basically like brings it up yeah and stuff like that and i think it's just incredible but yeah i think as a film it was quality and i i, I would re- really would would recommend you watch it sure. at some point but um yeah that's my review for marvel's eternals nice. um right now i wanted to move on to this because it is a very serious topic and i wanted you to take it on to it because you obviously know about it more you know the whole travis scott situation yeah, yeah. would you like to explain that to me so for anyone listening, and for you, Joe, who might be slightly less knowledgeable about the situations that occurred over the last few days, um, Travis Scott hosted one of his renowned festivals called um, Astrofest. Astrofest takes place over a few days, um, and it's basically just Travis Scott performing with other artists. Um, and Travis Scott is one of, if not the most, collaborated with yeah, artists. Yeah, sure. He's got features with everyone from all the genres. And in the course of Astrofest going on, um, it began to be evident that things were going wrong and going wrong fast. In the first day of Astrofest going live, eight people were killed by Crowd Crush and other forms of crowd-induced. Because I read somewhere that basically there was double the amount yeah. of the the safety amount. Yeah. And this safety amount is basically... Obviously, everyone knows that these music festivals are extremely cramped. But yeah. that's what it's like. But this is over, over cramped. So people are on top of yeah. each other, basically. And that, that this, this has happened before in other festivals of other kinds, which is called crowd, um, crowd trampling. Um, or crowd stampeding, which is where people get swept to the bottom of a crowd and they just don't have the ability to get back up and eventually they're trampled to death. But what happened at Astrofest is because the organizers and Travis Scott had essentially double booked the whole event, it meant people were back to back and pushing against each other to the point that the people in the middle ran out of oxygen. Oh my word. They, they were crushed to death and they weren't able to get out. They weren't able to breathe. They weren't able to even move. Or, and the thing with Astrofest is it's notorious for being very, very loud. So 
nobody would be able to hear you screaming for help. Oh my word. You, you die, you might well have been invisible as you were dying because no one could do anything towards it. And but it's also, how does, how does one go about helping someone who's exactly. right slap bang in the center of yeah. hundreds eventually, of thousands Eventually of what people, people started doing How many is, people were at the event? I think it was, oh, I'd have to check this. I'm assuming it's a few them. hundred thousand. Mm, I don't know because in the, in the main crowd on the first day, I believe it was something like 75,000. But if they double booked... No, that was what it's intended so it's to be. Probably about 200k, maybe, yeah. maybe more. Yeah, pushing that. And the people in the dead center, eventually when, when it all broke down, people started realizing people are dying here. They crowd surfed them out because the, they lifted them above the crowd and just everyone was like, we got to get these guys off. So they, everyone was just surfing them over the top of the crowd. they're not like... Um... Like, you know, sometimes, I mean, I don't know, I didn't mm-hmm. see the footage, but, you know, when I went to a music festival, at the front there's a fence and then there's a massive, like, well, I guess it's like a column, mm-hmm. and then the stage. Mm-hmm. Could you not just put them over the column and then people just escort them out? No. Or, why not? Because the issue was, the way that the Astro, the Astro World crowd, crowd was shaped is it's a big enclosed wall, which is, because like, so Astro, Astro World is what yeah. it's based off. Astroworld is Travis Scott's album, and Astroworld yeah. is a theme park um, in the album. I mean. yeah, yeah. And they re- basically rebuilt Astroworld as the arena in which Travis Scott performed. Oh, because he was really up high, He was up he? high, and there was walls all around the area, so no one... It, it was partially for security reasons, although that didn't stop people from getting in, which is part of the issue for overcrowding. Um, so there was many people there that shouldn't have been there, yeah, which they, caused the Yeah, they just gate hopped and got in. Um, but there's been a lot of backlash recently towards Travis um, regarding why, why things were going wrong and how he handled the situation. So it was revealed in later footage from what the media was showing and what was being displayed all over the internet was that Travis Scott originally had been made out to seem that he didn't care, that he was just like, no, I'm going to keep performing, we're going to keep doing things the way they're being done. Later footage then came out of Travis stopping the shows, getting the people to safety, and saying, guys, everyone stop moving, everyone calm down, just like stand still for a sec, we've got to check who's okay, we've got to check what's happening. And... A lot of what's happening now is people are realizing that the footage that everyone was getting so angry about yeah. before, where people were dying, came way before Travis had even been like told people were actually getting hurt. Because the thing is, is there's no way to know if people are lying or not. That's do you think issue. it's his fault at all? I think it's his fault because he was fully conscious that there was too many people there. And I, but f- I don't get him himself. Let's be real. You can't just say it right. That that left corner, all of you are gone. You know what I mean? You can't. What I'm saying is, is you can't. If he's conscious, loads of people are there. What's he going to do about it? No, no. When he was, him and his PA team were responsible for. Um, oh, for the tickets of the event. They were responsible for it. He deliberately oversold it to to maximize profits, and that for me mm. is the biggest um, is my biggest concern. Is that yeah. it? Just it. It just wasn't right what they did, and I am not sure how the situation is going to be handled because 
what I feel like is going to happen is this is going to court already. Travis Scott's being sued for about one third of his net worth. Yeah, I was going to say that it was something really, really, it, really big. What it is, is a lot. What of, is that in terms? I of? think it's close. To, I think he's in total worth the close to a billion now. Him, both him a and billion. Both him. He's got so many deals with so many companies. Um, and to me, I can see this being not career-ending, but very close to career-ending for Travis Scott. As it is, a lot of um, a lot of lineups um, have uh, have taken him off. Um, he's been completely stripped of like all his trade uh, his brand deals with like um, Nike, for example. Although for the sneakerhead market, that means the shoe prices and the shoe resales are going to go insanely high. Um, and one big example of like how much has impacted it in Fortnite, he had his own skin and emote set, and he had that event as well. He had that, that event. Yeah. Um, Epic Games have completely removed his skin and emote set from the game. Everyone's been refunded, and they want. I they- mean, obviously, I'm a. Aw- oh, so they've so like players have been given back. Well, yeah, that's I respect that because mm-hmm. it's different. Because there was a it was a, a few years ago. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to say this because I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But there was a card in FIFA. I think mm-hmm. it was Van Basten. So it's an icon legend yeah. card. And it was like there was some like racism going on with him or something. And they removed him from the game. But then mm-hmm. they didn't. He's a really, really, really rare card. So mm-hmm. it costs like in real money probably a few hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. And then obviously his card got removed from the game. And people didn't get refunded for it. Mm-hmm. Something like that would really suck. But I suppose... That's what I like respect about Epic Games. Though, in all fairness, though, Epic Games are extremely loaded, especially yes, exactly. after the whole Fortnite side of yeah. things. Do you think that's just the problem with music festivals, though? Because the thing mm. is, obviously, I went to Boardmasters, my first ever um, music festival, and I know this: Boardmasters is one of the smallest festivals, especially in England. Yeah, because there was like I can't remember the number. It was like, I don't think there was even a few hundred thousand people there. It, maybe it was like a hundred k maximum. Mm. But I'm confident it was only a few, few tens of thousands, and even that felt overcrowded. Yeah. I mean, especially when one of the headliners are on. Yeah, can't get anywhere. I can't move. Mm. If I, that's why for me, because I don't think it's more of a phobia. I just personally don't like being right slap bang in the middle of it. Mean? I like going around the outside. Obviously, differences with Boardmasters, and I'm probably like Glastonbury or Reading or something. Being on the outside is miles away from. Yeah. The actual thing, I understand that. Boardmasters is different because there's not that nowhere near as many people. Mm. Which I think that's why I respect it as a you know, as an event, because it's such a small event, but it's good for like people's first ever music festivals, you know. Yeah. But I think they need to although there's not much you can do, they're not safe. Mm. I'm not, this isn't even during music, dude. Like it's there's so much drug use there there's so much violence happening there's theft happening all the time the thing is with music festivals that they're so understaffed yeah if you know what i mean i feel that it's there's not much you can do without invading privacy you know because obviously you know you've got the whole tent side of things but i just sometimes it's really really you know it's really difficult and you know i was gonna add on to this as well right so when I went to Boardmasters, you know, every, you know, every so like, 
every day, I suppose, someone would approach you saying like, yo, do you have any drugs or, yeah. you know, do you want any drugs or something like that? Obviously, it's, there's too many people, which means there's too much, things are going un, un, what's the word? Things unchecked. are going unchecked and a lot of people are getting away with things they shouldn't. Yeah. And this is the thing now, obviously with this Travis Scott event, eight people dying, that's a lot. Mm, it and is. it's amusement. Yeah. It's like, so I think the, the thing is something you hear eight deaths at a music event, you think it'd be at, at an attack or something. No, this yeah. is simply people. This is just, just people having a good time. Exactly. That's it's it. people being too overcrowded, you know, cause there's so many people. And, I think it's just horrific and it's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but the thing I think a lot of people need to understand with um, the whole of the entertainment industry is it's very high risk, high reward, and it's very, very based on the type of music you're listening to. For example, from what I've heard, rock concerts are usually some of the safest to be at. So, I mean, I'd have to ask my dad because obviously my dad goes to Lowe's or has been yeah, to Lowe's. Because I think it's different though because we have this, we're born in this generation mm -hmm. where we're so into this hard mentality, yeah. right? And especially with like something like drum and bass, right? It's yeah. a very, very violent High crowd. Octane, yeah. Mosh pits, I hate them really? personally. Yeah. It's not fun. People mm. are getting pushed over. You're basically making the crowd smaller. But the same amount of people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just dumb. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Here's, on there. here's the thing for me is that regarding the Travis Scott situation, what I just find so funny is the fact that I've seen a more security and more, um, like safety and health insurance at punk concerts. I mean, hardcore metal concerts. Yeah, but you need to take into account, right? Something like rock is, mm. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm being offensive here, appeals to a lot of older people. For sure. It's a gen very generational thing. Like, let's think, rock was huge, yeah, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, now it's all rap and all this this violent sense of music, which means the crowd is violent, and you know, mm -hmm. obviously the lyrics contribute to a crowd's actions yeah. as well. And obviously, metal and you know, rock music sounds brilliant, but the thing is, is you're not. The thing is with lyrics, with rock music, I feel is you're not there for the lyrics yeah, like you are with rap. Yeah, you're, you're there, there for the music, music. which is def which is different because. Let's say, for example, you don't go to a Travis Scott event. Obviously, you probably go to see Travis Scott, but you wouldn't go to a Travis Scott event because the beat. the beat is yeah. cool. No, you can just do that when you're at home. Yeah. The, the difference is with rock music. Yeah, it, obviously, it still sounds the same when you're wearing headphones, but the environment on the speaker in front of the band is just incredible. Yeah. And you're hearing it, not from a studio point of view, because obviously it's different with, um, with a beat. It's all, it's all electric. So, you know, it's all played through a speaker. Things with uh, rock music, it's instruments, so it's live, you're seeing it. Yeah. It, I think, the thing is, I think that it's, it's the, the genre of music which is causing these violent kind of crowds. Um, personally, I just don't like it. And this is why I probably won't go to a massive music festival like Glastonbury or... or I was actually like 
my my parents and my dad in particular had planned to take us all to Glastonbury for the fiftieth. Um, but unfortunately, tickets sold out very very fast. Um, my dad. You know how expensive Glastonbury is? I'm just curious. I oh, the tickets about two hundred fifty quid. Really? Per, per person. Was that for the five the whole week? No, no ooh, I'm not sure. But that's per person. It was no, no, it should be about Because Boardmasters was incredibly cheap for the. Mm. Well, in comparison, obviously it wasn't cheap, but yeah. like, you know, like in comparison to all the others. Um, Actually, no, I think I take, I take that back. I think it was about 500. Right. Oh, per, per person, yeah. Wow. Um, you also mentioned before, um, you know, yesterday, I think, mm. something about Kanye and Soldier Boy having. Yeah, they squashed, Or they previously they had the beef. beef. So mm. can you explain to me what the beef was about and then. Yeah. Tell me what happened. So, with Kanye West's, Kanye West's highly anticipated album that came out fairly recently, Donda. It was a Donda. Donda. Um, there'd been a lot of confusion and debate over um, why Soldier Boy, his verse, because Kanye West had originally reached out to Soldier Boy, hey, saying, hey, you want to hop on this? Uh, Hop on Donda, we'll get you, we'll get your verse going, we'll get you a feature, and we'll, yeah. we'll get it good. Oh, yeah, collaborate. Exactly. And, yeah. and um, Soldier Boy was like, yeah, sure, and we'll, we'll go for it, let's, let's you know, tap in, we'll, we'll get this going. Um, and uh, what happened was Kanye left Soldier Boy's verse off Donda, and originally Soldier Boy wasn't mad about that. He was like, okay, I kind of want an explanation as to... Yeah, why? So why, but then... Because uh, Kanye never said anything, right? Yeah. And then what came to happen was on an interview recently, I can't remember whose show it was, but it's blown up recently. Kanye started taking shots at both people he has signed under his record label and at Soldier Boy himself, saying to Soldier Boy... Um, did you, uh, the reason I left it off, oh, someone, someone asked me a question, right? As uh, why do you leave Soldier Boy's yeah. verse off? Kanye replied, replied by saying, "Did you hear that verse?" And then started laughing, implying that, like implying that he thought it was, was really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Soldier Boy reacted to this because Soldier Boy's a pretty big Twitch streamer now, yeah, right? Yeah. He started gone streaming. He's, he's successful. He's got about fifteen thousand per. So did he react stream. to this on Twitch? He reacted to this on Twitch. He was fuming. He was absolutely livid, and he pulled up screenshots of um, Kanye saying, "You didn't. You never said this. You never said this." Um, and th- there was a huge amount of argument between the two of them. And it was all resolved. It was all resolved when um, Jesus Christ, aka Kanye West, uh, messaged him on out of the blue, just saying. Um, I'm sorry I left your verse off. Um, Donda should have told you why before. Um, just wasn't feeling the flow. Love you, man. And um, Soldier Boy replied by saying, "That's literally all I wanted to hear. Um, much love, man." And with that, we a, a potentially huge beef was squashed within days. And that oh. that to me illustrates perfectly the fact that does this. I mean, obviously it happens on YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitch, but. I wouldn't say a diss track, but does that happen between rappers where they target each other in their music? Mm, that's a very interesting question because in mainstream music, no, not anymore. 
But when you look deeper into like hood rap and drill and stuff like that, you often hear references. So let's take two examples here of Chicago rappers. Um, we've got Youngboy, who when he was NBA Youngboy, when he was yeah. growing up, he was part of one gang in Chicago. Okay. Um, I believe that was the Backstreet Bloods. And the and then we have people like King Von and Lil Durk. They belong to, um, I believe it was the Gangster's Haven or something like that. Uh, Black Gangster's Haven. And for the longest time, this is one of the most well-known gang disputes in the whole of American history. And it's still running to this day. They despise each other. I'm talking three or four members on each side are killed every week. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it is, it's a bloody gruesome battle that is... T- is there a reason why they hate each other? Yes. So, originally, I think it was about 16 years ago, there was a boy named Tuka. Okay. I don't remember the two, Tuka's first name, but everyone refers to him as Tuka now. Tuka was a member of NBA Young Boys gang, um, and he stepped over the line. He started going ahead and insulting um, the other gang with extreme prejudice. I mean... But with, like, no context? No context, okay. pure hate. Because um, I think they must have beaten them on, like, a basketball match or something. Okay. And... What happened was Tuka was then later shot and killed by the members of the other gang saying, we're not going to stand for that. Yeah. And then from that day, Tuka has been referenced in nearly every single one of that, of the um, Gangsters Haven, Black Gangsters Haven's Paradises, their songs. And the line is always, we smoke Tuka. Referring to, we killed Tuka and we're ready to do it again. Right. And... It's things like that where you see in particular a lot of diss tracks because there's always hidden lyrics like we smoke da-da-da or um, we on someone's block. Right. For example, like just overstating that we are here, we are better than you, and we're here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a prime example of where that is still around in music. Right. Well, I think that does us for the first half mm-hmm. of our show so be be sure to tune in in the next 10 minutes where we'll be back for the second half so yeah thank you very much hello i'm mrs wormsley and you're listening to 1707 radio
and body, yeah. Let your mind speak. I never put no colors on my timepiece. I told you cut me out the grand beef, and now you got me with some grand needs. Sell out running up your gums, man. I'll double back and then I go and double up my funds. And when you finish, I'll do another quarter mil and get another number when it's like I'm getting bored of you boys. Flex on I'm looking like the old of my boys. Big Mac, I was making all of the noise in the big bird jacket. That's the food to your boy. They rate me, that's so blatant. When it's all the future, I'm that's so raven. Whenever they say my name, I take a payment. Even when I make it rain, I make a statement. Let the rain fall on my enemies. Fall on my enemies. Let the rain fall on my enemies. All of my enemies. Yeah, let the rain fall on my enemies. On all of my enemies. Lord, let the rain fall on my enemies. Let it fall on my enemies. Yo. Goose in the winter, keep my back warm. Tell my little brother, keep my stack warm. Kill me with some rap corn. I'm a bigger hitter on a bigger platform. Now we do the jiggle walk. Reminisce about the spinners that my hitter bought. So. Salami with that Twitter talk. Uh, I can't even hear you through these brittle wards. Hey, hey. Put my shades on. Hoodie up and send a prayer up to Trayvon. They're trying to figure how it put his name on. And how it did it with no chains on. I give you the keys to no stress. First, you give God the praise and see him work. I can't ever be on my knees, I'm too blessed. Cause anytime I make it rain or reimburse, then I let the rain fall on my enemies. Fall on my enemies. Let the rain fall on my enemies. Fall on my enemies. Yeah, let the rain fall on my enemies On all of my enemies Lord, let the rain fall on my enemies Let it fall on my enemies Yo, fall on my enemies Fall on my enemies Let the rain fall on my enemies All of my enemies Yeah, let the rain fall on my enemies On all of my enemies Lord, let the rain fall on my enemies Let it fall on my enemies Yo,
smell will take me back to when I was young. How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Maybe to my brother, 'cause we have the same nose, same clothes, homegrown as stones thrown from a creek we used to roam. But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered. Out of student loans and treehouse homes, we all would take the ladder. My name's Blurry Face, and I care what you think. My name's Blurry Face, and I care what you think. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days. Welcome to Drone Adam Media Show. Welcome back. Apologies for our short break, but mm-hmm. we are back again for the second half of our show. I forgot to mention, right? You? you know when I was talking about the uh, the Eternal show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harry Styles is in it. Oh, really? So at the um, one of the end credit scenes, because there's, there's always two, mm-hmm. um, Harry Styles, uh, the one direct... Well, obviously they're all broken up now, yeah. but the, the, uh, the former One Direction um, man... Mm. was uh, in the mm. end credit scene for the MCU and apparently will be in future films. So this is kind of weird, right? But Harry Styles is now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I forgot to mention that. But um, but why? I don't know. Money, probably. I don't think he's an actor, is he? I, apparently he was in um, 1917. I haven't seen the films. So I don't Neither know. Have I, uh, apparently it's a pretty good film and uh, it's all shot in one... Uh, one take of really? it. or it makes it look like it's one take yeah. or something like that but um yeah you know apparently he's actually all right but um yeah harry styles in the mcu who would have thought 10 years ago they wouldn't yeah yeah but also uh we had dune was it dune dune recently obviously there was the original D-U-N-E. there was the original dune film which was blooming years ago but the new film is out now and people are saying it is a very very good film mm-hmm. I haven't seen it personally myself yeah. but I will watch the film and give you my review on it Indeed. on a later episode on the show Indeed. personally from what I saw at it it looks a bit like 
How would I say this? It's sci-fi. Yeah, B-Tech like. Star Wars? I was going to say it's kind of like Star Wars, but then it's also weird because it's all... Um, it's kind of like sandy and... Hmm. It's a weird type of thing because I don't know if it's like aliens or I don't know if it's... You know, it's all it's all kind of new to me. Mm. But, um, you know, talking on the MCU, Hawkeye, the TV show, comes out very soon. Yeah. So, I don't know very much about that. I, I've never been a big fan of Hawkeye. To be general. honest, well, I hang think... On, hang on, hang on. I've never been a fan of the person who acts as What, Jeremy Renner? I'm not a fan of him. I think he's all right. But I like Hawkeye's character. Yeah, I think it is about time we get a Hawkeye film slash TV show kind of thing. And um, I don't know what the storyline's going to be about. The thing is, I don't know what Marvel's intentions are anymore Mm. with, um, you know... You know, Thanos being gone now. I suppose the threat is gone. Obviously, we had Eternals and, like I said, possible Galactus at the end credit scene. We're not quite sure yet. But... um, yeah, I think... That obviously, it's going to be a good show. I still yeah. have not fully seen uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier film or finished watching really? Loki. The thing is, right, there's so many shows coming out now that it, it's all hard to catch up on because Marvel have so much money. They can, they can like, yo, today we'll split off five different groups. We'll do five different shows at the same time, you know? Mm. I think this has been four shows in, like, the space of, like, six months, I think. Mm, Something yeah. like that. I mean, I highly doubt it will be bad. I think it will be very, very good. Yeah. And the thing is with now, obviously, TV shows, you know, we had Squid Game was massively popular. The thing is, it's seeing like, shows like Squid Game getting more money than films nowadays. Yeah. I think it was yeah. like, what was it? One $1 billion at box office or at streaming sites, yeah. which I think is definitely the Netflix's most... I think it's, it is Netflix's yeah, it most, is. Uh, is. most income. Yeah. But um, I think... Oh, there's only four films in the whole world, I could be wrong in saying this, that have gone after that, gone past that one billion budget. Not budget, mm. sorry. That one billion income. Yeah. Because we know Avatar and Avengers Endgame were both in the two billions. Uh, we had uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens was yeah. in the billion zone somewhere. Really? Yeah, no, cause I, I, I did, it baffled me actually. Not, it was quite visually pleasing, but no, I don't think it was... Star Wars, the first, I think it's because it was Star Wars. Everyone's like, oh yeah. my word, it's back, let's go. Yeah. Everyone, you know, went to go see it. True. The thing is, is I, was, I keep talking about this, but my word, did they mess up. I think the thing is with the newer films, they're not bad films, they're just not good Star Wars films. Yeah, like if they were an individual um, storyline, then I think, yeah, that'd be pretty nifty, but they're, they're just not. No, because it's canon to the story, exactly. the main story. It's just like, it's when, you have, really when you have a villain like Palpatine who dies in the sixth film, is not mentioned in the seventh or eighth, but magically appears in the ninth it's film. Like, well, hey, I'm here. Yeah, it's like, I'm actually alive, and I've been <laughs> the bad guy the whole time. Yeah. It's literally like what a child's villain, yeah. kind of yeah. children's story yeah, villain comes mean. out as the end. Oh, it's me the whole time. It was me the whole time. The thing is... Like, Star Wars could have been amazing, and mm. obviously we have Old Republic coming out soon. We don't know the exact date for that, but... Um, so Old Republic, obviously, is going to be way before Skywalker and Vader and Palpatine and all this stuff. Um, but the thing is, as a Star Wars fan, I just want to see more Star Wars, not really... Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, it's funny, because my <laughs> most favourite... Um, my most favourite uh, Star Wars film is not even one with Jedis in it. Mm. It is Rogue One. You know, just just a standard, 
you know, stormtroopers versus rebels. Yeah. But it was the fact that the ending had Darth Vader in it. And obviously we has, as fans, hadn't seen Darth Vader in like, I don't know, 40 years. I mean, the last time you saw Darth Vader was in 1983. Yeah. And then bang, 2016, they they come in with a a massive end end shot of Darth Vader through the corridor. And it's it's just... It's just brilliant. Um, but yeah, the thing is, Star Wars now has kind of reached an ending because we don't know where it's going to go from here. Obviously, mm. we have Mandalorian. That was really good. We obviously have the Kenobi show, but again, we have no proper evidence. I'm, to be to... honest, I'm excited to see the, the Old Republic. Not Republic, Old... Um, what's it called? Because I think that'll be quite a cool spin because we haven't seen... We haven't seen like a big production or anything like that. So the whole point of Old Republic is it's um, it's the origin of the Sith, exactly. and basically it's it's basically the Jedi, and then the... so is that confirmed to be the next film coming out? We, so basically, we know it's going to happen, but we don't know when. We don't know if it's going to be animated. We don't know if it's going to be part of the anime. Obviously, we had Star Wars yeah. Visions, but apparently that's awful. It flopped. It was really really bad. And I watched the first few episodes. The first few aren't bad. It just it doesn't hit. The Star it Wars do level. The justice, no. Yeah. They wanted to do it. They did it. It's done. It's, you know, it was a fail, but they've got to live with that. Yeah. They got their money at the end of the day because half the population watched it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, with something like Old Republic, so the whole point is they're supposed to be some of the most powerful, you know, force wielders because they're the origin Sith, yeah. you know, the origin Jedi. These are like. So I think if you see in the last. Uh, Star Wars film mm-hmm. uh, whenever Palpatine is in his weird like Colosseum kind of thing yeah. there are these like Sith yeah, spirits yeah what is that about him. those are all the, the every single Sith ever is there they're all they're not actually real they're force mm. beings yeah, they're yeah. just there watching so obviously you know how um, a force wielder can turn into like a ghost mm-hmm. you know how Obi-Wan can do it and Anakin does it at the end of the the Return of the Jedi um the thing is with Old Republic, if they do it well, it's going to be amazing. Sure. Yeah. Because the thing is, the Skywalker saga, which is what they're calling it, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Darth Vader and that. Yeah. A character like Darth Vader is never going to be recreated. No. Ever. It's always going to be re- probably known as the most famous villain in history. Yeah. Um, in the film side yeah. of things, at least. Um and something like Old Republic, regardless of if it's a really, really good film, it's not going to hit like the previous films did, which I'm fine with, but I just want a new film. And the thing is with the Kenobi show that comes out soon is we're getting Darth Vader again and we're getting Darth Maul again and all this, this kind of nostalgic. You're a big fan of Darth Maul, aren't you? I don't know why. It's just something really cool about his character. It's, uh, he's not in the films that much. This obviously he's in the Clone Wars, so you don't have to watch the Clone Wars and Rebels. But, um, you know, he's, He's quite a big character, and bringing him mm-hmm. back into a live-action TV show of, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. I think would be really good. Oh, we, oh yeah, I've got to say, um, a trailer dropped recently, mm-hmm. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So we obviously had, um, I say obviously too much, I realised that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. We had that show uh, quite recently. Well, actually, it was quite a long time ago. Yeah. I've, it was, so it was mid-lockdown, mid we'll say. I think I was, yeah, it was last year. Um, and Bob, Boba Fett was in it. Boba Fett. Um, and, you know, he helps, you know, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. escort the child to... <laughs> the funny child, the, yeah. The, yeah, the, the little Yoda creature mm-hmm. to uh, So is that confirmed to be Yoda? 
It, no, it's not. It's not Yoda. Okay. Um, because uh, think of it like this, right? Was it Mandalorian well, takes kind. place? Mandalorian takes place post to the sixth Star Wars film. Right. So Yoda's so I, like, I don't know anything about so Mandalorian. So basically, all this means is Yoda's dead at this point. Yeah. So this this it's called Baby Yoda because the creature is unknown. We don't know what the creature is. All that we do know in canon to the story is that these creatures are naturally gifted in the Force, mm-hmm. um, but we don't know anything about them. So, I mean, it's, it's a so, cool little law Do, do you know though. if it is the same species as Yoda? It's the exact same okay. species, yeah. Um, there's only been three, including ones from the Clone Wars, that we've seen. Yeah. Yoda, there was this female one, and then we have Grogu, which is the, uh, yeah. Grogu is the Mandalorian one. Um, I mean, you know... The, the the thing is with the book of Boba Fett, as a character, I really like him. You know, he's cool. He is awesome. Yeah. But we've already had the Mandalorian. Yeah. In yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't. I I'm I'm a Star Wars fan, so I don't want to sound like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound. I don't want to give hate to any of those who are really Star Wars fans. Yeah. But what is the difference between Boba Fett and Mandalorian? Yeah. In the sense that it is going to basically be the same show again. Mm. We have just email, right? Yeah. We have a, uh, a a male protagonist in a Beskar-based armor with a jetpack and a rocket on the back. Exactly in both films, they have a sidekick mm-hmm. who is a female, a former stormtrooper who has a sniper rifle. Yeah. It is exactly the same. Obviously, we don't know the plot. Yeah. But it is going to be. As far as I'm aware, it's going to be practically the same thing. I'm still going to watch it, but I'm not too hyped. Yeah, I can understand that. that. Because we've already had Mandalorian, that's already a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be bad. I'll watch Mm -hmm. it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not that bothered as to how it goes. Or, you know, I mean, if Boba Fett dies or something, yeah, I'll be sad. So explain to me who the Mandalorian just is. Okay, so his name is Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Right, he is um, part of the Cree of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. He's not from Mandalore, so how do I say this? There are like two types of Mandalorians. There is one; those part of the Cree, they're not allowed to show their face at all. Right, they have to hide their helmet. Sure, they only take it off when they're on their own. Um, the difference with the the descendants of M- Mandalore, they're Mandalorians, but they have no Cree. They've got no uh, code, if that yeah. makes sense. And we meet Bo-Katan, who's the, the next in line to Mandalore. Basically, the leader of Mandalore, which is the, the planet, mm-hmm. will wield the dark saber, which you yeah, see yes, in Thingy. Yeah. The difference being the only way to wield it is you need to beat the person who has it in fair combat. Yeah. And in the, f- the end of The Mandalorian, Din Djarin, not Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. Din Djarin beats uh, uh, Moff, Moff Gideon. Mm. In, who has the the the, the saber? Yeah. He beats him, and basically means that that saber will only work for him. Yeah, that's the code, right? So, in other words, Bo-Katan has to kill Din Djarin. Yeah, and even even at the end of um, the Mandalorian, you know, Din Djarin says, "Oh, I, you know, I yield. Just take it. I can't be bothered." Yeah, but because of the code, Bo-Katan can't follow that. She wants to yeah. wield it. If that makes sense. So, as far as we're aware, the Mandalorian, as you know, Din Djarin will call him the Mandalorian. Yeah. He has the Darksaber right now, but we don't know where he is in canon to the story after okay. this. I think there might be another season, but I'm confident it might be over. Yeah. Because obviously, in the end of the, uh, the last film, we had uh, 
Dinjarin give the uh, child to Luke Skywalker at the end, which I think is a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, quite a shock. We had um, uh, Mark Ruffalo again as yeah. Luke Skywalker, but he had like CGI on his face, so he was younger again. But um, I mean, as a whole, the show was brilliant. And I think the book of Boba Fett will also be very yeah. good. Um, I mean, I think that is about it yeah. in terms of to, uh, today. As do I. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to bring the. I'll have to be bear of bad news. news. Um, we obviously have our mocks next mm. week, uh, so we will not be. Um, we will not be doing the show next week, or the week after that, or no. the week after that. E- so um, there'll be quite a probably. We'll we'll we'll. Up, we'll keep yes. you posted about the final week because it'll it'll be it'll be two weeks because we have the the next week isn't the start of mocks no. but it's the preparation for mocks which is the weekend after so the week after no no we can do it because the only one we have I don't think there is math. yeah math I don't think the there is one. one on Friday so yeah I think we probably will be back uh, two weeks from now mm-hmm. um, and you know we'll have a lot of things to talk about then which will be really good because obviously two week break is uh, quite a long time. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Stay safe. COVID's getting about everywhere. There's loads of people here mm-hmm. who've got it. But yeah, be sure to tune in in two weeks' time where we will come back with more daily, weekly news mm-hmm. on the media. I've been Adam. I've been Joe. <laughs> Your station for Warminster School. This is 1707 Radio. <laughs> Duncan is a fully qualified, calm, safe, approved driving instructor sanctioned by the DVSA. He is the founder of Pacify and provides client-centered driving lessons in Westbury, Warminster, and Trombridge areas. Come down to Pacify Driving School today or visit the website at www.pacify.uk. Online at 1707radio.live and around Warminster School.